Hey, it's John, and it's time for the Jmart cast. Today, I am going over the main points of Chapter One of the Bitcoin Diploma Student Workbook that is available from MePrimerBitcoin.io. As I mentioned last week, this is a free Bitcoin education resource made available by a nonprofit organization headquartered in El Salvador with a mission to educate as many people as possible about Bitcoin and its significance to the world. By the way, El Salvador is the only country in the world to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. So chapter one of the workbook is titled The Power of Money, and it starts by exploring a very foundational question. What is money? And why do we place such a high value on something like U.S. dollars while completely dismissing something like monopoly money? At its core, money is a symbolic representation of value, serving as a medium of exchange for goods and services. But why do we give value to particular form- forms of money and not others? The key lies in collective agreement and trust as our society decides which form of money they find acceptable. While monopoly money can resemble real currency, it's, it obviously lacks the trust and widespread acceptance needed to be a functional medium of exchange. But where does money come from? And who has control over it? In the modern world, most money is created through a process of lending. When Banks make loans, they essentially create new money, which enters circulation and becomes part of the money supply. This power to create money is largely in the hands of central banks and commercial banks, giving them significant control over the economy. Now, let's delve into the concept of scarcity, which is a fundamental driver of how we assign value to money and other resources. Scarcity comes in two forms, human-made and natural scarcity. Human-made scarcity arises from a central authority, like a government, which controls the supply of money, aiming to maintain stability and control inflation. However, this artificial scarcity can also lead to potential issues such as mismanagement, corruption, and unequal wealth distribution as the people closest to the money printer benefit the most. On the other hand, Natural scarcity occurs due to limited resources in nature. For instance, gold, which has been historically used as a form of money, is scarce due to its limited supply and how difficult it is to mine more. Other historical examples include things like salt, shells, and other precious metals. These are harder to replicate or counterfeit. Understanding scarcity helps us grasp the concept of time preference, which refers to our inclination to prefer immediate gratification over waiting for future benefits. When resources are scarce, individuals tend to place greater value on immediate consumption as they fear missing out on satisfying their present needs. Conversely, when resources are abundant, Individuals are more inclined to delay consumption and invest for the future. Our time preference influences our decision-making and shapes our behavior as consumers and investors. Individuals with high time preference tend to prioritize immediate satisfaction, often leading to impulsive spending and a lack of long-term financial planning. Conversely, those with low time preference exhibit patience and a willingness to delay gratification for greater future rewards. 
Understanding time preference leads us to the concept of opportunity cost, which says that every decision we make involves trade-offs as we sacrifice the next best alternative to pursue a particular course of action. For example, when we choose to spend money on one thing, we forgo the opportunity to use it for something else. Consider this scenario. You have $1,000 to invest and you're torn between investing in the stock market or starting a small business. If you choose to invest in the stock market, the opportunity cost is the potential profits you could have earned from the business venture. Understanding opportunity cost and trade-offs helps us make informed decisions and prioritize what matters most to us. It involves considering the benefits and drawbacks of each option and finding the optimal balance between them. Now let's dive deeper into the three vital services that money renders to humanity. First, money acts as a store of value. Money serves as a repository of wealth, allowing individuals to preserve purchasing power over time. Without a reliable store of value, savings and long-term planning would be severely hindered, thus shifting people to high time preference. For example, when one saves a portion of their weekly paychecks to make a large purchase, such as buying a new car, they're using the store of value function of money. The second service that money renders to humanity is it acts as a medium of exchange. Money facilitates the exchange of goods and services, eliminating the need for direct barter. Thus, any transaction between two or more parties involving money uses the medium of exchange function. This enhances economic efficiency and enables specialization, leading to a more prosperous society as resources are utilized efficiently, producing the maximum possible output with the least input. Lastly, Money acts as a unit of account. Money provides a standardized measure of value, simplifying economic calculations and enabling clear pricing of goods and services. For example, when we can't decide whether to buy concert tickets for $75 or buy a ski pass for $95, we're using money as a unit of account to make this economic calculation. Now, for money to fulfill its crucial roles mentioned effectively, it must possess specific characteristics. First and foremost is scarcity. Limited supply ensures that money maintains its value over time and isn't subject to inflationary pressures. Next is durability. Money must withstand wear and tear, ensuring it remains usable for an extended period. Next characteristic is divisibility. Money should be divisible into smaller units to accommodate various transaction sizes. Portability. The ease of carrying and using money facilitates its use in various transactions and everyday life. Portability can refer to moving money through space and time. Gold was great for portability through time, but due to its physical nature, it was extremely difficult to move large amounts through space. This led to creating paper exchange notes, which turned into the fiat money we use today. Another characteristic money needs is verifiability. 
Authenticity must be quickly verifiable to prevent counterfeiting and to maintain trust in the monetary system. The next character, the next characteristic is called fungibility. Fungibility means that each unit of money must be interchangeable and have equal value, ensuring seamless transactions. And then the last characteristic required for something to be money is acceptability. For money to function effectively, it must be widely accepted as a means of payment by individuals and institutions. Now, in today's world, fiat money, such as the U.S. dollar, has become the dominant form of money. It holds its value based on the trust and confidence placed on the issuing government and the central bank's ability to manage the economy. Fiat money offers several advantages, such as moving value across space quickly to meet economic needs and facilitate transactions in a digital age. However, fiat money has a major flaw in that the supply of fiat units is constantly increasing, making it impossible to maintain value over time. Fiat money is a poor store of value, leading to people paying a monetary premium on other goods such as houses or land to act as a store of value in place of fiat money. The constant distortion of fiat money also makes it less useful as a unit of account as the prices of all desirable items are constantly increasing when priced in fiat units. Thus, while fiat money is the dominant form of money today, it fails to do an adequate job with two of the three services promised by money. With that, we've come to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I appreciate you all. Please leave a comment or send me a message at jmartfit at substack.com. You can also reach me through social media. I'm on Noster. All the links are in the description. Love you all and have a good week. Stay active. Be grateful. Jmart out. <laughs>